I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, Episode 66. Welcome to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, short but meaty focus sessions to help you keep your head in the game as a homeschooling mom. For Season 11, we'll be talking books and scolay. Both will feed your mind and your spirit in your daily service and circus. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the Scalay Sisters podcast, where you'll find camaraderie for the classical and Charlotte Mason homeschooling mama who's seeking to learn and grow as she's helping her children do the same. All right, well, welcome to the first episode of season 11. This season, I'm going to be recording some past book review posts from Simply Convivial, so I thought it'd be fun for Virginia Lee and I to do some quick book recommendations for the first episode. Hey, Virginia Lee. Hey, Misty. Good morning. Okay, so we both brought two books to recommend, and not necessarily very favorites, but just ones that we thought were good to recommend that might be helpful and that have been helpful for us. Well, and I think that's helpful because especially with homeschool moms, you know, we're all readers. So if it's the same recommendations that you can get anywhere else, it's nice to have the recommendations that you haven't heard of or you've only heard a little bit about. Mm-hmm. Because then you can buy a new book. <laughs> <laughs> so which ones did you pick, Misty? So the first one I picked was The Art of Teaching by Gilbert Hyatt. Oh, you know, I have heard of that because I think Cindy Rollins had recommended that also. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's why I bought it at first. And, you know, it's one of those ones that then sat on my shelf for forever. It was written in 1950. It is about teaching in a time where the, you know, the scientific materialistic vision was really gaining traction. And really the whole thing is about the human aspect of the learning is the child, the student bringing himself to bear mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. teaching is the teacher bringing himself. And one of the sections that I have marked, he talks about, that's why it's exhausting. Like, you know, it is legitimately exhausting to teach and this is why. And so just expect it. <laughs> yeah. And that's good because I think sometimes we can go around in our minds thinking, okay, how can I make this not this way? It shouldn't be like this. I'm doing something wrong. Right. And It's good to just know, no, that makes sense. Yeah, you're not doing something wrong because you're tired at the end. You're doing something right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so then it's like, okay, I'm still tired, but man, that's a weight off my shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wonderful. I'm going to have to write this down. That's very interesting. And I like that it really talks to us as the teacher because a lot of education books, you know, that we read are really focusing on stuff with the children also. Right. And you're not necessarily getting what the posture of the teacher quite as much. Yeah. So this quote is on the back of my book and I thought it was so good. So he says, teaching is not like inducing a chemical reaction. It is much more like painting a picture or making a piece of music or on a lower level, like planting a garden or writing a friendly letter. You must Mm. throw your heart into it. You must realize that it cannot be done all by formulas or you will spoil your work and your pupils and yourself. Yeah, that's beautiful. So how about you? What's one of your books? Um, One of mine is Consider This by Karen Glass. And it was just like turning point in my mind of really putting together the synthetic learning and the analytical learning and how those work and build on each other. 
So it's just huge for me in that way. Part of her book is just going back to the classical tradition, showing how, you know, Charlotte Mason is classical and how education, you know, has its roots in that history and going through and she speaks on, you know, the stuff about how, you know, about humility as a teacher and as a student. But biggest part, and that's all wonderful, but I don't know if that's necessarily new to everyone. The Mm -hmm. biggest part to me that I felt like Karen did so amazingly is explain synthetic learning and analytical learning and how important it is to understand the difference between those two Mm -hmm. and uh, how they work in education. It says synthetic thinking can be understood as an approach to knowledge that places things together, comprehending the relationship of new knowledge to old knowledge, one discipline to another, and man to all things. Mm-hmm. And then she goes through and gives this, um, she says, analysis should not be our primary approach to knowledge or our primary mode of thinking, especially in their earliest years of education. So I've been homeschooling for like seven years, and I read this book when it first came out, and it was like, oh. <gasps> I think, you know, I was taught with everything analytical from a really young age. This book just put together in my mind, when I'm looking at everything that I'm doing with my children, this synthetic learning, this relationship learning, it goes on for so much longer than I was understanding it to go on. I mean, and it's all, it has to always be going on. And not that analytical is bad. It's important and it has its place, but it just doesn't have any meaning if you don't have the relationship first. Yeah. So I think that if you aren't ready to read, or if you're going to read Norms of Nobility or Poetic Knowledge, consider this as the perfect stepping stone. Oh, it's so approachable. Both of them would be so much easier to understand when you have some of these these building blocks that they're using already established in a much, much more relatable, clear way. Okay, then I'm going to bring the, the book conversation down to a even more approachable level. <laughs> So this this week, this week that we're recording this, I just got a pre-release copy of Pam Barnhill's new book, a lovely hard copy, and her book is called Better Together, and it's all about morning time. Yay! Part of her goal is to make morning time approachable, no matter what homeschool label you claim. So to, to broaden the conversation out. Because I think a lot of times homeschool moms have the same goals and the same view, really, of classical education. They just don't know it and they don't want, they like get scared or confused about the different labels. And so the way Pam is able to broaden that conversation out of the classical or Charlotte Mason conversation while retaining its core, that it is about truth, goodness, and beauty. And she's able to articulate that in words that are not shutting people out of the conversation because they don't like those or aren't used to those terms. Are those labels just turn them off completely so they don't want to listen? Right. And so even if you aren't using the same vocabulary, (laughs) it's like, this is still something that you could, you know, it's almost like reading aloud, you know, no matter what, Mm -hmm. how deep you want to go with that or how much you want to claim that as your family culture or something. It's like, it's still a good thing to do. <laughs> and so kind of, it really brings morning time, I think, into that same category of like, this is just something mm-hmm. like reading aloud that is building mm-hmm. our family culture. And it's not as hard or as complicated. 
it's not a formula. It's not, it doesn't have to be anything specifically. Like you're not doing it wrong. My favorite thing about Pam's, and I have not read this book yet since it is not officially released. (laughs) She shows how morning time is for all ages. And I love that because I think, especially when you think of like the term circle time, it sounds very young. And so when you talk about all the different kinds of things that you can pull into morning time that you can have in your group time together, you know, building that relationship Mm -hmm. with each other. I mean, it could be all high school students. What Pam has done, I think, with this is just really show that it's for everyone, no matter what kind of homeschool you're doing, but it's also for mom and all ages of kids. Even classes that I do with a group of middle schoolers or high schoolers, I'm really using the same principles as morning time. You know, it's not all my own kids. So it's not a family culture sort of a thing, mm-hmm. but it it's that sitting around a table, sharing a feast together feel, not a lecture, not a classroom activity sort of thing. It is mm-hmm. this kind of book club feel, which can be or is very similar to the morning time where it's all of us sharing truth of various kinds together and enjoying it together. And the lovely thing about those older ages is then you just have such great, you know, discussion mixed in with that. It's like you've built on what you were doing when kids, the kids were younger, and now you've taken it to like Uber morning time level. (laughs) So better together available now. What's your second book? So my second book is not necessarily on education, but our church started going through the book of John and will be in the book of John for over a year. And so I thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to read J.C. Ryle's expository thoughts on John. He has three volumes just on John alone. (laughs) It has just really helped me remember. And right now I have a 12-year-old. So I think... I'm, you know, you've got that adolescence, the, the different issues and things that you're dealing with. They're, they're really figuring out, okay, these are my opinions. Why are these my opinions? And so as a mom, I have just really needed to be steeped in the truth of the hope that we have for our children as they're working out. Do I care about this? Do I not care about this? To just really be steeped in what the hope we have for our children is, who the hope that we place, you know, who do we place our hope in for our children? And I think you can get really wrapped up in, okay, this is my educational philosophy, or this is my daily schedule, or my entire vision and goal is because I want them to care and I want them to care rightly and in the right order. And sometimes when you have adolescents in your house, they don't yet. (laughs) (laughs) And so we, we can become weary and we can grow discouraged because we're not seeing that in the time frame we think we should be seeing it in, or we have been seeing it. And now all of a sudden we're not seeing it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God is enough. And who our hope is, if we believe that that's our hope is for ourselves, that Christ is who we put our hope in for ourselves, then we have to believe that for our children too. And I think we do, but sometimes when we're in the day after day of homeschooling and adolescence and little people and all of those seasons together, our actions and even the thoughts that we're speaking to ourselves in the day don't always reflect that. And so it's just been so great to be reading Ryle's expository thoughts on John because he's so pastoral, but he speaks truth. And I have one quote here I was going to read. Okay. Let us never doubt for a moment that the preaching of Christ crucified, the old story of his blood and righteousness and substitution is enough for all the spiritual necessities of all mankind. It is not worn out, 
It is not obsolete. It has not lost its power. We want nothing new, nothing more broad and kind, nothing more intellectual, nothing more efficacious. efficacious. Yes. We want nothing but the true bread of life, which Christ bestows, distributed faithfully among starving souls. So true. We have to have faith. And then we have to realize that our faith has to be in Jesus and not in our works. Yeah. <laughs> like this is just the, the nitty gritty. Like this is the real life right here. We need to be steeped in that even more than our favorite homeschooling book <laughs> because that's what education is. Thank you for listening to the Convivial Homeschool audio blog. At simplyconvivial.com slash audio, you can find all the episodes and sign up to get an email whenever a new one comes out. Follow the links to this episode and find the freebie and the book links. On a technical note, if you're using Apple Podcasts and this feed is still mixed up after our January site merger, unsubscribe and resubscribe and it should be good to go. Thank you. Education starts with humility. So repent, rejoice, repeat. Repeat.